You are now listening to the smooth, mellifluous sounds of Red's Room Podcast. Enjoy. Welcome to episode number 27 of the Red's Room Podcast. I'm your host, Red. And I'm your co-host, Jake. And today we are talking about Reefer Madness. As always, our references are in the episode description. And if you have not seen the movie Reefer Madness, it's very easy to find on YouTube. That's where I watched it. Yeah, that's where I watched it too. Uh, Yeah. So, let's get a little backstory. I'm sure most people are familiar with uh, Reefer Madness. You know, I guess there is a good amount of people. I personally wasn't until you told me about it. I, um, I kind of understood the term more to mean the time period and yeah. the craze around it. But, uh, and I think most people, uh, think of it that way, but it is a specific movie, which we're going to talk about the specific movie called Reefer Madness. Yeah. Uh, and then we're going to go into, um, a little bit about that time period and uh, the craze and the ideologies and, um, you know, the demonization of marijuana. Mm-hmm. All the way back in 1936. Woo! Yes. So, I'm going to read a few paragraphs here about the movie. Let's do it. Reefer Madness, originally made as Tell Your Children and sometimes titled The Burning Question or Dope Addict, or Doped Youth, and Love Madness, is a 1936 American exploitation film about drugs. I added a note here. An exploitation film, the definition is, a film designed by its producers to exploit, via clever marketing and promotion, the notoriety of certain sensational current events and trends. So back to the uh, the film about drugs. It uh, revolved around the melodramatic events that ensues when a high school uh, when high school students are lured by pushers to try marijuana. Upon trying it, they become addicted, eventually leading them to become involved in various crimes, such as a hit and run accident, manslaughter, murder, uh, murder conspiracy. Murder, sorry, conspiracy to murder, and attempted rape. While all this is happening, they suffer hallucinations, descend into insanity, associate with organized crime, and in one character's crate, uh, case, commit suicide. The film was directed by Louis J. Gasnier and featured a cast of mainly little-known actors. Originally financed by a church group under the title Tell Your Children, the film was intended to be shown to parents as a morality tale attempting to teach them about the dangers of cannabis use. Soon after the film was shot, it was purchased by producer Dwayne Esper, who recut the film for distribution on the exploitation film Circuit exploiting vulgar interests while escaping censorship under the guise of moral guidance. Beginning in 1938-39 to through the 1940s and 50s, 
The film was rediscovered in the early 70s and gained a new life as an unintentional satire among advocates of cannabis policy reform. Critics have called it one of the worst films ever made and has gained a cult following within cannabis culture. Today it is in the public domain in the United States. Yeah, the vibes I get from watching it and just hearing you read off that little section is it is pretty much a total propaganda film Mm -hmm. on marijuana. And I honestly, just for like how bad it is and to see the time, I would almost recommend watching it. I don't know if you feel the same way. I feel like in some ways it's it's uh good it's good in a b-rated movie sense like yeah. it's so bad that it's kind uh, of decent. some of it is kind of good and uh comical even though it's meant to be serious mm-hmm. at the uh, <coughs> end of my notes here because i was like summarizing as i was watching it <laughs> my last sentence yeah. here the end of this fucking god-awful movie <laughs> it was it wasn't necessarily a tough watch but you know it's definitely a film of its time. Yeah, it is. And it's it's very comical the way they portray marijuana. Yeah. It's like they want to make marijuana into being worse than They almost just straight up heroin. say it. They almost just straight up say it. They, they, almost, they almost say it, yeah. They, they reference like heroin, morphine, opium, and it's like the worst of them all, the menace of marijuana. I wrote that quote down. Yeah. It's it's uh, not at all an accurate portrayal of marijuana for sure. No, definitely not. So, I uh, that actually is my next section. So, I'm going to talk. Okay. Or read this part. We'll, talk, we'll go into a little more detail on that. All right. Uh, my next section. Portrayal of marijuana. Feeding into the frenzy surrounding its cult fandom, the plot of Reefer Madness is appropriately ludicrous, featuring several high school students whose lives are almost destroyed by their, frankly, quite moderate cannabis (laughs) consumption. (laughs) Yeah, some of them fully destroyed. Uh, Yeah, it's really not that... They're not smoking that much pot. No. And, uh... I would say, too, back then, it probably was very strong. I was going to say, no, they were smoking dirt weed, for sure. There's none of this 20% weed that we have nowadays. Right. There's no way, like, they almost betray them, like, not tripping balls, but almost, like, out of your mind. And it's like, what the fuck? Is this weed laced with opium? They make them go, like, mad and insane, mm -hmm. but... um, yeah, what they did back then was probably super mild. It, it oh, wasn't yeah. this hybrid, not the GM, weed not the genetically modified OP weed we yeah. have now. They're not on that Snoop Dogg shit. Hell no. Yeah. So hell no. Okay. So like it says, uh, quite moderate uh, cannabis consumption with the effects of cannabis in the film being portrayed like Breaking Bad portrays crystal meth almost. Yeah, I like that. Uh, The film claims that smoking cannabis leads to hallucinations, extremely violent criminal actions, and sexual deviancy. Indeed, the film makes no attempts to mask its propagandic, fear-mongering attentions highlighting the drug's effects of uncontrollable laughter. 
only to dive into the violent insanity it induces in a Star Wars-like opening title scroll, ending Dude. on a note that warns its viewers that their children may be the drug's next victim. Another, yeah. <laughs> another story told plucked straight from an educator's marijuana files. Features a young male marijuana addict murdering his entire family with an axe under the influence mm-hmm. of the drug. Given its blatant exaggeration, it's not hard to imagine rows of people um, in its 1970s midnight screenings or 30s screenings or even today laughing. Oh, I guess the 70s laughing uncontrollably joint in hand at the preposterously dated <laughs> outlook on display. So, yeah, I guess in the 30s they probably weren't, but... Uh, nowadays, people who watch it know just how ridiculous it is. Definitely. I think you said uh, you watched the colorized version, right? Yeah. In the colorized version, they change. So, like, if someone's smoking a cigarette, it's just normal, like, gray smoke. But if yeah. someone's smoking reefer, <laughs> this, they color the, the smoke, like, green or purple. So, like, you can see they're smoking weed instantly. It, it's hilarious. That's and also... Awesome. I wish I watched the colorized version yeah, just for that. Yeah, yeah, Also, when you say it does kind of start with, like, a Star Wars-y text crawl, it does. Yeah. Like, it, it pans from top to bottom, and it, like, talks about weed and just... I almost put yeah. that paragraph... It's a giant paragraph, it, though, of just mm-hmm. hating on marijuana and trying to make it sound like the worst thing ever. Yeah. the the After, like, the text crawl, there's, like, a few newspaper articles that pop up. And, right. Uh, I wrote down a couple. One is, like, police wage war on narcotic ring, and obviously they're just moving weed. And then another one was, like, dope peddlers caught in high school and just, like, totally demonizing marijuana... And it's definitely a film of its time. Then it, I don't, did you go on to like how the film goes? Like how it starts off and how it moves along? I didn't go into detail okay. of that. I just yeah. watched it. Then it, it moves it's on to like this, this main character, or one of the main guys, Dr. Carroll. He's having like a meeting with these parents at this high school mm-hmm. trying to like say how they need to be aware and how bad weed is. Right. And then it goes in. He, he's going to tell a story about something that happened around where they live. And then it goes into the movie. Right. The whole movie is a story he's yes. telling. He pulls out a file out of a file cabinet of, uh, yeah, and he's, you know, like, he's like, marijuana like, gone wrong. Exactly. Exactly. And, and he pulls it out nonchalant. Like, oh, let's just talk about this um, one. It's like the worst possible thing ever. But he just pulls it out. Yeah. It, and it's surrounded by these high school kids, like you said before. One of them, Jimmy, he's, like, all doped up and supposedly, you know, he's high. And he, he gets in his car, which obviously you shouldn't do if you're high. But he gets in his car and he drives and he gets in a hit and run. And Well, doesn't it start with uh, the kid, He uh, the main kid, he's not uh, on marijuana. No, he, he uh, Bill. You're thinking about Bill. Yeah, but then, like... Falls this, into the wrong crowd. No, this dude in like his mid thirties and this this these like mid thirties couple is like, hey, just oh, come yeah, to our apartment to yeah. party. Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think if anything, the if parents, a, man. If you're a high school kid and some pe- couple in their thirties is like, hey, come hang out in our apartment, don't fucking go. You know that to me, that's the that's the mm-hmm. only like actual good uh, 
advice in there. If you got a couple in their 30s inviting high school kids over, don't fucking go hang out with them. They're probably not good people, right? Especially growing up where you grew up. You, you've had that before growing up, right? The parents that are maybe, like, too cool that... I think everyone's... Everyone's um, witnessed kind of something like that before or heard only, of. Only through, like... Yeah, parents of a friend yes, who was my age. Exactly. Not just a couple that just hung out with high school kids. That's mm-hmm. fucking weird. It is kind of weird. It was a weird premise. It is kind of weird, yeah. Uh... And they just play it off as normal. Yeah, I can't remember if it's Jack. I think it's Jack. He asked Jimmy to to take him for a car ride to get smokes, and he hits this pedestrian. And obviously, this is a 1936 film. Like, they didn't have CG. Like, the scene, it looks really bad. I think the stunt guy did a a great job. (laughs) I mean, they probably do the best. It's so exaggerated. Yeah, they do the best they can, but when the guy falls over, it's like... It looks pretty. It looks pretty terrible. bad. And it, it kind of reminds me too of like the Austin Powers, where it's like he has forever to move out of the way. Oh yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, yeah. definitely has those vibes. But but anyways, he hits the guy and just takes off. Yeah, and then he just takes off because he was high on reefers. <laughs> yeah, he was high on reefers. Happens all the time. Fucking. By the way, anyone that I've known that smoked a lot of pot drives slow as shit. It, I. <laughs> God, I should have looked up the video. They did a like a study on this, and like it is a tendency to where potheads they drive like too slow, <laughs> you know? Right? No one's driving fast. Yeah, you're not people on marijuana. It's not like you're all doped up on cocaine. If anything you that's ninety. Yeah, if anything, it's a booze thing. Yeah, cocaine, meth, but yeah, marijuana. Nah, you're not. You're like Cheech and Chong sitting on the median. Smoking the dog shit joint. Park. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The cop yeah. pulls up. And yeah. You know, you're, you're sitting on the median. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you're, yeah. It's, it's so ridiculous, everything that happens. I guess to go through. Uh, yeah, sorry. We'll, we'll summarize a little bit more happens? of the movie, and then we'll get through. Uh, Bill, he's kind of like a mainstay of the movie. He's like this younger kid who is, I would say, pretty gullible. I would say, mm-hmm. and uh, he starts hanging out with like the wrong crowd or whatever. The guy, Doctor Carroll, is like, "Oh, your grades are falling, blah blah blah," and uh, he basically just wants to blame it on the weed. Mm-hmm. And uh, so later on, the doctor wants to blame it on the weed. Exactly. Yeah. He yeah. Just, he doesn't acknowledge that. So so later right. on, he says, he says yeah. I have something happening. At exactly. Home. Exactly. And, and then he, he, he like ends it. the conversation like, well, OK, right. Bill, I have nothing to offer you now. And this is much. the same doctor from the beginning of mm-hmm. the movie who's at the parent teacher yeah. conference trying to educate them. Yeah. So uh, then it, it we, we pass some time here. I'm, I'm kind of loosely summarizing this. Mm-hmm. One of the more weird characters, Ralph, you can tell he's got maybe some anger issues and something wrong in the head he's definitely pretty baked and he tries to rape one of the characters mary and it's right. a, i wouldn't say it's a hard scene to watch but it's not it's not a fun watch that's for sure he has like the entire movie he's always uh, maniacally laughing yeah oh dude i i forgot to add that in you can definitely see a lot of fake laughter in this movie right. it, it's pretty bad which to be fair, 
they did the best they can. No, I was going to say, to be fair, sometimes hiring marijuana, you laugh uncontrollably. But mm-hmm. they make him do it in, like, an insane way. It's like yeah. it's like uh, the Joker in Arkham Asylum laughing. Yeah. It's, it's like, hurtful that laughter. That laugh. It's not, like, it's not like how you would laugh on marijuana. No, no, uh, definitely for not. For sure. And, uh, I don't know. They also you... make the, that one woman laugh like that, too. Blanche, uh, or whatever her name is. Yeah, she uh-huh. laughs like... It's like a psychotic laugh. Yeah, it's pretty weird. So, uh... He is, like, pretty baked, and also, I don't think he's all there mentally either, which they kind of discount, but he... No, I think they they, they try to make it, like, the weed makes yeah. you insane. No, I, I know that's what they're going for, but they discount that he was probably pretty mental before he started smoking. I don't think that's... I, I know what you're saying. No. In I, real life, yes, that's probably No, that's what, what I'm saying. That, that's, what happened to him. That's really what's going down, is this guy is probably not all there already and then he starts smoking to where what you're saying yes they kind of want to demonize it in the way that the weed is what caused all of this i i think you're looking at this like it's a real life scenario they wrote it this way Hmm. what what am i missing here well if this was a real nice real life scenario yeah he would have been like yeah that's what i'm saying smoking but in the movie they're yeah they're they're trying to blame it all on the weed yeah yeah, yeah, that's how they wrote it. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying. Uh, fucking, so then when they overhear, like, Bill overhears that Mary is struggling. She's, like, trying to get force from, to do this shit from Ralph. And mm-hmm. uh, so then Bill shows up. Bill's like, what the fuck? And one of the, uh, the older dude, Jack, who they're... Why are they letting this go on in their house? They right. show up. So Bill's like the main character of the high school kid. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Jack is like the older man. It's his apartment, and he's like the pusher of wheat, of uh-huh. marijuana. Exactly. Just keep it in context. And so, then, so Bill's like, what the fuck? The, him and Jack get into a tussle because I believe Jack points the gun. Like, he's about ready to shoot the fucking guy. And uh, they get into a tussle. Shit's going on. And then the pistol goes off. And it shoots Mary right in the back. So let me skip the part. So Bill, uh, uh, so the kid, he jumps on the guy trying to rape the girl. Mm-hmm. Gets in a fight with him. Jack pulls out his pistol to, to like, intervene. Uh-huh. And then Bill, like, starts to wrestle with, with Jack. Jack because he has the gun. And then the gun goes off. Exactly. The gun goes off. It kills Mary. And Jack, being... The shitty person that he is, Bill's all fucked up. He's all, you know, he hasn't gone through anything like this. Jack essentially yeah. tries to frame the murder on Bill. Yeah, so Bill, the young kid, he's traumatized. He's mm-hmm. high as fuck. He almost passes out for he a minute. He almost bit. passes out, yeah, for a minute. And then uh, when he kind of, as he's like kind of passing out, Jack puts the gun in his hand, kind of makes him come to. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, you shot her. Yeah. What what the hell, man? And he doesn't remember anything because B- Bill, he's so traumatized, and he's just like, what the fuck? Right, he's just, a, just, he's just a high school kid, and he's all freaked out, and mm-hmm. yeah, basically Jack just convinces him. So after that, they go to trial. Bill's fucking, he's getting tried on the murder of Mary, and mm-hmm. it, it's not going too well. Bill's looking like he's going to be found guilty. Yeah, they're about to... Mm-hmm. They're about to give him life. And they're, part of it is they just want to make an example because everyone's scared 
uh, their kids or more kids are going to be like this. They're going to they're going exactly. to smoke marijuana and murder someone. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Bill, it, it's not looking too good. And as this is going on, Ralph is like going. They're trying to stay away, like lay low. Ralph, Jack, Blanche, they're trying to like lay low until all this shit is over with. Mm-hmm. And uh, later on, I guess the police do raid their house. Do you, do you remember that part? They raid their house and they take Blanche into custody. They take Ralph into custody. He like right. beats the shit out of this one dude, Ralph. They, they don't raid it. Um, uh, they get into a fight there and the cops yeah. get called Yeah, on. Ralph, Ralph gets into a big so scrap. So they, they and, all get arrested and they end up telling the truth. Yeah, that, Blanche, Blanche like completely spills the beans of yes, what actually yes. happened. And then uh, they let Billy off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bill gets, he, he gets the justice he deserves. And, uh, Blanche jumps out a window and kills herself. Yeah. Blanche, like the guilt is definitely there and they're going to like take her into custody. And as like, there's this other older woman like taking her to custody and she, Blanche just fucking runs out a window. Beelines for a window. Just jumps out of it. They try to make it like she's losing her mind Uh throughout the video, throughout the movie because of marijuana. She's losing her mind. And then the guilt mixed on it. She just kills herself. Mm Mm-hmm. So they blame the suicide on marijuana. Yeah. Of course. Ralph comes to court. Uh, they ended up trying him. I believe he gets put into an insane asylum because he is just fucking crazy. And yeah, he, he is crazy. Definitely. And But they they try to say the marijuana made him crazy. Made him insane. Right. And if you look at that dude's eyes, it's not just the weed. That dude's, <laughs> that dude's fucked up. But uh, I get your point. You're yeah. Yeah. And then... Uh, the movie that's that's about it. It flashes back to Doctor Carroll having this like parent this like parent meeting, and uh, like showing them how telling them how bad marijuana is, and that that's kind of the end of the movie there. Right, and yeah, it flashes back to him telling the uh, at the conference talking to the parents, and then he's like. Your child could be next. Yeah. Or yours. Or yours. Exactly. And then, and then he like points at the camera and it's like, and yours. Or yours. Exactly. He's like a fucking salesman trying to sell something. Marijuana's. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Something we have to say, too. They spell marijuana differently. Yeah, they spell it with an H instead of a J. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the average American wouldn't know to pronounce that an H. And they <laughs> yeah. want you to know that it comes from the Mexicans. Exactly. It's... it's yeah, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. When I first saw that, I was like, am I fucking retarded? Like, Actually, in some of the early legislation... Uh, it was spelled like it that? It was spelled with an H, too. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I'm going to get into that a little bit here soon. I think that's a perfect segue, unless you got anything else to add. I, I feel I like it, it was necessary to summarize I, I, the movie there. No, that was a great summary. Mm-hmm. I think you did a good job. You mind grabbing me a refill before I read I, this I next part? I got you, man. All right, I'm going to start reading this next part. Thanks, bro. So, the historical context. Uh, This is the late 1930s, and Americans are being suffocated by the Great Depression's poverty epidemic. They're unemployed, starving, hopeless, and in desperate need of being rescued. That requires focusing on someone or something uh, that can solve everyone's problems by being eradicated. Uh, What would Americans blame for their poverty? Well, immigrants, Mexicans, and Indians. It's the same stupid excuse we hear today of immigrants taking all the jobs. Uh, 
It's an excuse used by the ignorant who lack the skills, drive, and intelligence to provide for themselves. Once uh, public sentiment was turned against Mexican immigrants, the plant was basically guilty by association. Mexican immigrants were regarded as having popularized the use of recreational versus medicinal marijuana. Some people even claimed that it was Mexicans who had introduced Americans to using cannabis to get high. And Mexicans were accused of distributing marijuana to school children too. As a result of allegations like these, Mexican immigrants were inextricably linked to the public eye to the plant. The media even changed the spelling of the word originally marijuana, mm-hmm. like you said, with an H, uh, to make it appear more Spanish-derived and reinforce the connection to Mexican immigrants. Yeah. <clears throat> yes, so... Pretty fucked up. It's, um... It's racism. Uh, so, America is in a bad place. The Great Depression was terrible. And... Basically, the media starts blaming it on marijuana. I and I will go into more details as to why that happened later on. There's yeah. actually more reasons. Um, but it gave all the poor people uh, something to point the finger at. Definitely. Yeah, so that was, um, that was sort of the culture of America at the time when this movie came out. Uh, kind of brings it all into a little more context. So they really were demonizing uh, weed, weed, weed users, because immigrants they believed were taking their jobs. I guess it was just easy to, it was an easy like box them in. Weed is bad. Immigrants are taking our jobs. Fucking, it's racism. Basically, yeah. it's it's just racism. Yeah, flat out. There's no really real way to sugarcoat it that's just what it is yeah i mean if you think mexicans are taking your jobs then you're not working hard enough fuck yeah man put in I, some more hours yeah i mean uh, and, and by the way i'm half mexican so screw you guys <laughs> screw you guys i'm going home. i know i don't look like it but yeah so uh i let's let's get more in depth i have more to say but let's i want to get it. more in depth first let's okay a new government agency and a man on a mission. In the 1930s, the U.S. government created the Federal Bureau of Narcotics with Harry J. Engslinger as its first commissioner. Exploiting public hostility towards Mexicans in particular made marijuana an easy target for the Bureau. Plus, Engslinger had... Uh, I, don't know, I don't know, I'm probably butchering his name. And... and Anslinger. It's close Anslinger. We'll try our best. Anslinger had fought a losing battle against alcohol during the Prohibition era. And he was determined to succeed in this new crusade. In fact, his funding depending on that success. So his determination sprang from much more than his craving of victory. He had failed to snuff out the white's intoxicant of choice, alcohol, but he could ride the tide of blaming Latinos and other targeted groups to tackle marijuana use. So this is like kind of his redemption arc right here. Yes. He fumbled the bag on alcohol. Now he's going to fucking weed. Right. Which if anyone remembers or if you're, if you're not familiar, there was a prohibition on alcohol that mm. failed just before this time. Alcohol was made legal again. 
this guy was the one in charge, and he failed to keep alcohol illegal. Mm -hmm. And now... What's uh, the next target? Yeah, now he's got marijuana to tackle. Mm -hmm. So he's got something to prove, and he's got a lot riding on making this Definitely. one stay illegal. You know, and I guess is from his perspective... From what goal he was trying to achieve, I I guess he did a pretty good job. I mean, they fucking they ruined weed. As far as his job was exactly concerned. from his perspective, yes. But yeah, the uh, the motivations are not pure, definitely are not are not great. It's not in everyone's best interest. It's in his best interest at the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, uh, he has a. Uh, the benefit of racism on his side, so he uses it to his benefit. Mm -hmm. um, I got another little section here. All right. Uh, to generate to generate hysteria, uh, research was falsified that linked the use of marijuana to crime and social deviance. Anslinger himself said that marijuana led to insanity, criminality, and death. When the propaganda film series of which Reefer Madness was a part debuted, the films exacer exacerbated social malaise over cannabis. Marijuana was even said to be worse than alcohol, opium, and cocaine mm -hmm. in corrupting the youth of America. To this day, marijuana is classified by the U.S. government as a Schedule One drug, along with cocaine and heroin. As far as I take it, doesn't Schedule One mean... Like, no medical benefit. Like, there's nothing you can yes. get out of. Which is just... We know that's total bullshit. Correct. It's... I find it interesting, too, that they... Cocaine and heroin are up there. Like... Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but your other drugs, like, prescription drugs, are based off cocaine and heroin still. I mean, it, Like... Yeah. Especially if we talk about methamphetamine, like your amphetamines, like uh, any amphetamine, Adderall, Ritalin, Vyvanse, they're all amphetamines. They're just cleaner. They're all in that family of cocaine. Exactly. They, there is medical benefits of them. Of course. And heroin, I mean, all the painkillers are derived from oh, opium. Oh, I mean, look at just poppy drugs. in general. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, uh, in my personal opinion, none of these should be Schedule 1. I'm not saying everyone should have them. But there are medical benefits of these if we're being adults. Everything in moderation about this. Yeah, you do it. You do it how it's supposed to be done. Whatever it is, fucking. I'm not like you're saying. I don't think everyone should be messed up. But if you're having, Agreed. you know, if you're having a hard time concentrating or you're just crippling ADHD, like maybe taking, you know, a little Adderall or something. It'll, right. it'll help you get through the day or whatever it is. Either they have a benefit or they don't. don't exactly. Don't don't slightly change the molecule and call it something else also, when the effect is the same. It's like they act like there's not a gray area when it comes to this topic, and there totally is. Right, right. But, you know, that's just my piece on it. You're free to have your own opinion. But especially True. the weed stuff, though. Schedule 1, come the fuck on, man. You know how many people that I know who have had chronic pain... And that don't want to get addicted to like a crazy painkiller that they take even just CBD or a CBD cream. Right. And it makes it just a little bit easier to get through the day, you know? Agreed. And CBD is so mild. There's nothing so mild crazy about it. Um, sorry to ramble for a sec, but. 
Just, just passionate. That's why yeah. we're here. Let's uh, go on to this next one. Uh, the Marijuana Tax Act. Let's do it. So the Marijuana Tax Act of 1937, which was just one year after the movie Reefer Madness came out. Interesting. Um, enacted on August 2nd, was a United States act that placed a tax on the sale of cannabis. Uh, the H.R. 6385 Act was drafted by Harry Inslinger and introduced by uh, Representative Robert L. Doughton of North Carolina on April 14th, 1937. Now, interested parties write that the aim of the act was to reduce the hemp industry through excessive taxation, largely as an effort of businessman Andrew Mellon and... Uh, Randolph Hearst and the DuPont family. The same parties argue that with the invention of uh, the decoratator, hemp was an economical replacement for paper pulp in the newspaper industry. Newspaper magnate William Randolph Hearst realized cheap, sustainable, and easily grown hemp threatened his extensive timber holdings. Uh, now, I'm just going to go into the next section after this because it will elaborate even more. But basically, okay. to sum it up real quick, what they're saying is, is it part of this marijuana tax act, which was a huge part of uh, making it marijuana illegal and harder to get. It actually made it so that even medical marijuana you couldn't get. Um, it was by greed from people who had... A, uh, a stake. A stake. They had a financial interest because hemp, uh, with with the invention of the decoratator, you could make you could make paper with the it. Decoratator. I'm probably butchering that, but you could make paper out of hemp. You could make um, a lot better, of shit. You could make yeah. a lot of things out of hemp, and it was way. Uh, for those who are green, it's way better for the environment. It's yeah. it's much more renewable. It's a very good resource. And these guys uh, owned, had a big stake in timber and in yeah. paper and in newspaper. So I'm assuming they definitely, they put some money behind keeping that shit illegal. So they lobbied and helped make sure it was illegal. Yeah, it it's pretty fucked up profit it, it'll just bring out the worst in a lot of people but that's right. really what it is so this is our other interest so first we had a religious interest i don't know if you remember but it was a church group who uh -huh. made reefer madness so the church wasn't they were against it the church was a lot bigger back then. yeah it was originally supposed to be called uh tell your children or whatever yeah, by the church. They're putting out this film. Um, and I think a lot of uh, churches preaching back then, uh, in general, were against marijuana. Mm -hmm. um, then you had Engslinger. Oh, no. Then you had racism. Yes. Racism. Yes. Yeah. Uh, then uh, they them think the immigrants took your jobs and the immigrants smoke marijuana, so it's evil. So, yeah. And then you had Engslinger, who had something to prove because he failed keeping alcohol illegal. Yeah, so he's on his redemption arc. Yeah, he's he's out for blood. And now we have uh, money. Paper. Paper profits. So there's there's four reasons. There's a... Was that four? Is that kind of right? Yeah. Church. Racism. 
the redemption yeah. arc, and yeah. then the paper prop. Yeah, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of sides to this story. Mm-hmm. So now I'm going to talk about who was William Randolph Hearst. All right, very important to the story. William Randolph Hearst controlled a journalism empire unheard of at the time and dwarfing any modern media conglomerate. In 1923, a Hearst paper reported that marijuana is a shortcut to the insane asylum. Smoke marijuana cigarettes for a month, and what was once your brain will be nothing but a storehouse for horrid specters. In 1928, a Hearst paper reported that marijuana was known in Indiana as the murder drug. It was common for a man to catch up a knife and run through the streets, hacking and killing everyone he encountered. Uh, In one of the most bizarre claims, the article claimed one could grow enough cannabis in a window box to drive the whole population of the United States stark raving mad. Oh, my God. Uh, Hearst newspapers published a steady stream of anti-cannabis stories, but they were not alone. As early as 1930, the Salt Lake Tribune, under the headline, Evil Mexican Plants That Drive You Insane, reported that marijuana makes the smoker wilder than a wild beast and provided anecdotal evidence of average people who become murderers after smoking cannabis. That was a good find. That was a good find. Yes. So this guy and other newspapers, which he controlled a bunch of them. Oh, uh, I bet. Because they were worried hemp was going to take over their paper industry, which he was making so much money off of. Yeah. He was producing all of these racist ads. Yeah. Blaming Mexicans and blaming all these outrageous claims. So the newspapers were getting pumped full of this, and people were believing this crap. I mean, and from the normal people's perspective, I get it. You don't really have the info, but he's like, he's like saying you're gonna you're gonna smoke weed and you're gonna go murder someone. Like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, talking to, yeah that I one get that it. you can grow enough in your windowsill to <laughs> to fuck yeah to make the whole population just be mad. fucking yeah. Like, what are we They're, talking about? Yeah, it's like, are we popping perks here, dude? We're not going to go get in a fight. Like, the people I know that smoke, you smoke and you fucking, you don't want to do nothing. Yeah, like, you, you want to hang out and exactly. eat a bag of Cheetos. You know, like, what are exactly. we talking about? So this, All driven for profits. Yes, yeah, so, uh, you know, as bad as you think the media might be today, um, in 1913 and in the 30s, it was pretty fucked up then, too. And you didn't, you weren't able to go to like, I feel like you couldn't cross-reference sources like we can now. Like, you had the newspaper and that was kind of it. You didn't have the internet. Yeah. You didn't have other sources of of telling if something was true. You read it in the newspaper and you were like, oh my god, this is insane. Other than that, all you had was was one and another. There, There was nothing else. Yeah, you just, if anything, you had different newspapers. And what you didn't know was Real, William Randolph Hearst owned most of them. Yeah, he paid that shit off. He, cu- he owned bands. most of the, of the papers. And then the yeah. other papers, they were still, they were doing the same, they were printing the same garbage. So, um, it's yeah. crazy today. It still is a Schedule One drug federally. Yes. But... So, to kind of reiterate what I was, we were already getting at. This is my last sentence I have on this. In short, 
the main reasons why marijuana is illegal to this day is because of racism blessed by the church, fueled by greed, and exploited by the government. I think that's a good way to sum it up. I mean, that's really what it is. And a couple retards making a fucking stupid film about... Yes. I wonder how many people watched this film. I'm sure quite a few. And Reefer Madness is is the most famous, but there was other films like it. Oh, I bet. I Uh, bet. there, There were. So it was... You were getting pumped from the newspaper, from all the media, and from Hollywood. You were getting pumped the same message. Mm-hmm. Not that anything like that would happen today. <laughs> oh, of course not. Of course not. So as early as these things were around, uh, they were used to to sway the public. Mm-hmm. And it seems like they did a pretty good job of doing it. Yeah, I mean, you, you get you get some some paper money behind it. You get a few government officials. You get a few fucking. People making movies about this, and, and weed's just done. That's how you get laws passed, and you get people's rights taken away. Mm-hmm. It happens so fast, it's so easy. Exactly. You yeah, even, it's even a shame. It. As you can see where we stand, there's no reason why yeah. pot shouldn't be legal. You're free to disagree with us, but marijuana should yeah. definitely be legal. And also, they specifically chose to call it marijuana on purpose to make it sound with an more H, racist. What is it? Marijuana they spelled it with an H, yeah. too, but then to this day they've continued to. They they call it that on purpose to make it sound more Mexican. You know, to be racist yeah. against Mexicans. Um, it, they, they choose not to call it cannabis. Or pot or weed. Or, yeah, they choose specifically to call it marijuana mm-hmm. on purpose. It's all fueled by racism. And yeah, maybe this sounds stupid, but maybe it, when it does get federalized legal, do you think they change the name or just change it to cannabis or something? I don't know. That would be comedy. Oh man, you know what'd be awesome about it to like have uh to have ran an ad that's like. Mexicans are taking your jobs because they're smoking marijuana, so come buy ours. Yeah, should have been a good way to sell it. Come smart. Yeah, exactly. You want to work more? Come get some marijuana. Mm -hmm. You can get more work done. Yeah, dude. There's even there's a bunch of different drugs. Like there's a ton of them. Like even kratom. Kratom was illegal here for a long time, even though doesn't make any sense. Yeah, shit like that. Like you know, there's definitely a pharmaceutical business kind of agenda and then there's the paper business agenda and just right. people's rooted mentality on how it's bad for you and it is what it is man it you is. win some and you fucking lose some and this is definitely a loss here i would say yeah i agree personally if i'm putting my opinion out there just let people do what they want mm. just let them do what they want within reason of uh, course but i don't i yeah. maybe i'm extreme but i say if they if you want to do meth go ahead but if you commit a crime or you hurt someone, we already have laws in place for that. Yeah, you're allowed to commit the crime, right? But are you going to face the consequences we, for it? We already have laws for that. If you rob someone, we already have laws for that. Mm-hmm. So if they want to go tweak and be let them go be a homeless tweaker. There's uh, maybe that's just me. I've seen so many tweakers and you know heroin addicts and stuff around that. They're not harming anyone. I don't care. If they want to go recycle cans so that they can buy meth and heroin. They can live their life like that. Do I think it's a great way to live your life? No. Am I going to raise my children with those values? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. But I think you have the freedom to destroy your life if you want. It's we're supposed to be America, right? I 
It's a do free you, country. Do you think we should have uh, more programs in place to help re- re- rehabilitate people? Ex- especially you know? if you look at countries like Switzerland and stuff, they've really enacted shit like that and right. produced I, pretty decent results. We're, we're going to talk about that right. more in the next episode. We a little will. foreshadowing. But and I, would say, I don't want to say we should make it socially acceptable to live your life like that. I don't think it should be socially acceptable. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think um, people have... You can go jump out of a plane if you want and, you know, risk your life that way. Yeah, skydiving yeah. thing. You can go bungee jump. Trust that cord that's go. tied to your fucking ankle. Right. You, you know, you can go swimming in whitewater rapids. See how great you do. You mm-hmm. go swimming in the ocean with sharks. I mean, if you want to, if you want to be stupid, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I do think uh, the focus should be less on, I would say, arresting people for narcotics and more on uh if we're gonna spend money on this let's provide them uh rehabs for this mm-hmm. and educate people and show them a better way yeah in short this might be this movie reefer madness it was pretty fucking terrible i it's, suggest uh, y'all turn it on and see how far y'all get into watching it but i think it's i honestly think it's an okay watch it's an okay watch in a way that if you want to laugh at some ridiculousness, mm. yeah, it's it's great in like a B movie mm. type of. It's so bad, it's it's entertaining. That's about all you got for me. You got any other things you want to add? No, not on this. Um, yeah, I guess thanks for listening, guys. Thanks Check out listening. our merch store, and we appreciate it. Drop us a like. It's been Jay, guys. This is Red. See you.